Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup, hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It's July 18th. Joining us from the Red Cloud Securities Research Team, mining analyst Taylor Combaluzier, Timothy Lee, and Kobe Kushner are here to discuss what's recently happened in Red Cloud's coverage universe. Taylor, what's top of mind for you? Hello, and thank you for the warm welcome. Welcome to Episode 12 of Red Cloud Securities Research Roundup Podcast. I'm Taylor Combaluzier, a mining analyst at Red Cloud. Tim, Kobe, and I are pleased to join you today as part of an ongoing series of discussions with the Red Cloud Research Team. This week, I'll be speaking about Kavu Energy Metals. We do not currently rate this stock. Kavu is a Red Cloud banking client. We recently visited Kavu's Copper Copper Gold Porphyry Scarn project in the Yukon. We spent a day and a half touring the project, looking at core, and improving our understanding of the geology and exploration plan. Hopper is located approximately 180 kilometers by road northwest of Whitehorse and is accessed via the paved Alaska Highway, followed by a gravel road that passes Otter Falls and then extends along the western property boundary. There is a system of bush roads on the Hopper project providing access to the camp, laydown areas, drill pads, and other areas of the property. Should Hopper be developed in the future, the project would have hydropower in close proximity, as the Asiac hydro plant is located only 25 kilometers to the south. Given Hopper comprises 7,400 hectares, there would be ample space at the project for future mine infrastructure and facilities. We also had the chance to observe recently drilled core and speak with VP of Exploration Dr. Luke Bickerton. The company completed seven holes, or 2,350 meters, as part of its Phase 1 2022 drill program. Based on assays from this phase, CAVU could potentially run a Phase 2 program once it interprets the results and defines new targets. From our visit, we learned that alteration is one of the key ways that CAVU vectors towards zones of additional copper mineralization at Hopper. And just last week, CAVU provided results from the first four diamond drill holes of Phase 1. We view those initial results positively as they continue to demonstrate growth of the Copper Castle Scarn Zone, both laterally and at depth. The highlight results from this first batch of assays is from hole number 3, which returned 2.8% copper equivalent over 15.3 meters. The result from this hole is the best high-grade intercept drilled at the zone to date and has extended mineralization in horizon number 1 to the north by 50 meters. Additionally, Hole number two intercepted 1.27% copper equivalent over 16.5 meters. This is the longest intercept over 1% copper equivalent encountered in horizon number two. It now demonstrates that this horizon could also potentially host significant mineralization. We believe the company now has a good understanding of the geology at Copper Castle and it should be able to grow the mineralized zones by targeting known or interpreted SCARN horizons. We also look forward to results from drilling at the Porphyry Zone. We believe growth of the Copper Castle Scarn Zone and or positive Porphyry drilling results could potentially help re-rate the stock. Tim, over to you to discuss Lumina Gold. Thank you, Taylor. Today I will talk about Lumina Gold Corp, that's L-U-M, on the TSX Venture Exchange. We have a buy rating and a 235 target price on Lumina. This week, Lumina reported drilling results from its Congrejos Gold Copper project in Ecuador. The results are from 10 holes, with 6 targeting the larger Congrejos deposit and 4 testing the adjacent Gran Bestia deposit. 
Highlights include step-out holes in the northern parts of both deposits, with relatively high-grade mineralization stretching beyond the current resource and proposed pit shells from the preliminary economic assessment. One hole at Grand Bestia encountered six intervals of mineralization from downhole depths ranging from 34 meters to over 500 meters. Multiple intervals are above the modeled resource grade in this part of the deposit. This hole also extends higher-grade breccia mineralization to the north, and the deposit remains open in this direction, as well as to the northwest. Another hole in the northern part of the Congrejos deposit also encountered multiple intervals of mineralization, with grades above the modeled resource in that area, stretching from 22 meters to 252 meters downhole. Highlights include 0.96 grams a ton gold equivalent over 88 meters from a depth of 22 meters. This extends mineralization to the north and northwest, and it remains open for expansion. The company expects to complete the 31,000-meter drill program by the end of August, leading toward a pre-feasibility study anticipated in the first half of 2023. On to you, Kobe. I believe you have some highlights from this week as well. Thanks, Tim. Today I'll be talking about E3 Lithium. That's ETL on the venture. We have a buy rating and an $8.20 target price. We recently took a site visit over to E3's Clearwater Lithium Brine Project in Alberta. And we also stopped by its Calgary-based research facility where we saw its pilot prototype make use of the company's proprietary DLE, or direct lithium extraction, technology. We were impressed with what we saw. The infrastructure provided by Alberta's oil sector cannot be understated. There's a grid of paved highways and gravel roads, power lines, and a network of existing pipelines available to E3. Alberta's oil and gas sector has provided over 7,000 existing wells within E3's permit area. This has allowed E3 to access its brines and delineate its resources on the cheap. We saw the site of E3's first well, which represents Alberta's first ever lithium evaluation well. It was drilled using a conventional oil and gas rig. So speaking of resources, the company recently put out an update that saw inferred resources grow almost 250% to 24.3 million tons of LCE. To our knowledge, this is the biggest lithium resource in North America and one of the largest in the world. To tap into these resources, the company recently partnered with Imperial Oil. That's a multi-billion dollar company that invested over $6 million into E3. Imperial was the company that discovered the Leduc Aquifer, host to E3's lithium resources back in the 40s. And we expect E3 to leverage Imperial's vast operational experience and knowledge of liquid resources through a collaboration agreement whereby both companies will work together to advance Clearwater, starting with E3's ongoing pilot test program. So the lab-based prototype comprises two ion exchange trains that make use of E3's DLE technology and is designed to best mimic commercial operations at a smaller scale. The company is working towards construction of a larger field-based pilot plant. We saw the proposed pilot plant site. It's located at an existing oil and gas facility. Essentially, E3 would be taking the oil and gas operator's wastewater and running it through its DLE circuit. Afterwards, the lithium void brine would be re-injected back into the aquifer. It's an elegant solution to lithium extraction, and we think it checks all the boxes from an ESG perspective. If there's one key takeaway from our visit, it's that we feel that E3 is serious about commercializing. We think management is taking the right staged approach to de-risking its technology, and that the technically savvy team comprises the right mix of mining and oil and gas professionals. 
We think the timeline to 20,000 tons per annum of lithium hydroxide by 2026 is a reasonable target. However, given that the PEA used less than 2% of its resources to get a billion dollar plus NPV, we think there's serious potential here for E3 to greatly scale up production and further improve project economics. The well drilling is expected to help upgrade inferred resources to M&I, and we expect a PFS to follow sometime next year. Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup podcast. We hope you enjoyed the dive into recent notable mining news. Remember, you can join us every Monday for new episodes. And as always, you can head over to redcloudsecurities.com for full disclosures and to sign up for our email list. That's it for this episode and see you next time.